It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. All right, so it's a tense morning in Ottawa this mm-hmm. morning. The police were surging their numbers on the streets of Ottawa. The yep. warning, the written warnings were distributed to protesters. This is it. Like, if you don't move aside, you could be arrested. You could go to jail. You could be fined. We could take your vehicle. We could cancel your insurance. We can seize your bank accounts. Still unclear how it's actually going to physically play out, though. Uh, these are big trucks. Very hard to move them. Um, sorry, my phone's suddenly ringing here. There we go. Um, yeah, so, again, it's one thing to hand out notices uh, that you're going to be fined or in prison. It's quite another thing to um, actually uh, uh, carry out these uh, these threats Yeah, or these, so, these promises to in, in, uh, basically enact the law. At times, we've seen police surge their numbers, and you think, like, oh, this is it. They're going in, and then they kind of back off. So mm-hmm. we're watching it very closely. Let's take a listen to some of the debate in the House of Commons on the Emergencies Act here to deal with this. Now, here is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau speaking earlier this morning. Some protesters came to Ottawa to express their frustration and fatigue with public health measures, and that's their right. Like I said, it's a right that we'll defend in this free and democratic country. But illegal blockades and occupations are not peaceful protests. They have to stop. Okay, so what do you think of, uh, I mean, Trudeau's continually accused of fanning the flames on this the liberals say the conservatives are doing the same he was accused of not doing anything for two weeks just sitting on his hands sort of thing um now he is doing something and he's getting criticized for doing that some people are arguing that this is an overreach by the government it's unprecedented to use this this uh this act i think though i saw a poll today not i can't remember exactly who it was what's polling company polling canada on twitter publishes all these polls basically reflects that seems to have the same numbers that the convoy did two-thirds to one-third in terms of support for doing something about this convoy in terms of getting rid of it so two to one support in favor of the emergencies act that, is seems, that, right? that seems to be what at least one, one polling company is suggesting which would match uh, you know you've got angus reed 72 percent opposed to the to the convoy you've got uh, a number of other pollsters nanos uh, abacus all finding very similar numbers Two to one against the convoy in time to get rid of it. Okay, the Conservatives say they they are opposed to Mm -hmm. the Emergencies Act. Let's listen to the Conservatives' interim leader here, Candace Bergen, speaking this morning. What the Prime Minister is doing, Mr. Speaker, he has for the last two years disregarded these Canadians, called them names and insulted them. It is time to show leadership for every one of us and say no to this Emergencies Act. Okay, so it looks like the NDP, though, will be supporting the government yep. on this, so it goes through. And that's all all the Liberals yeah. need, which has been the case in so many other pieces of legislation, whether it's Emergency Act or, or something else. So, yeah, the NDP will support this. It's a little criticized Trudeau. Jagmeet Singh is not going to... Uh, uh, turn or pass by an opportunity to criticize Justin Trudeau and go after the government, but at the end of the day, his, he and his caucus will support it. Okay, Candace Bergen, the conservative leader, repeated this morning, though, that even though they may support, in principle, the message of the truckers' convoy, that it's time for the trucks to go. And she's asked them once mm-hmm. again to leave, and she said this morning, if they don't leave, the trucks should be removed. Mm-hmm. So they're they're not opposed to police action, to shut this protest mm-hmm. down, what they are opposed to is the government 
giving themselves the extraordinary powers. You know, I guess the argument is, could this not be done otherwise? Like, why do you need this extraordinary, these extraordinary powers to get this done? I think one of the key things in this, this uh, one of the key powers is on the financial side, which is the banks, which would require, I'm told, separate legislation to do this uh, if you didn't do it through the Emergency Prepar- Emergencies Act, which would take a number of days, if not weeks, to pass through uh, Parliament and to start enacting this. So this, what the emergency... Uh, act basically allowed the government to to expedite something they could have done but would have required legislative authority with a new bill sure and seizing bank accounts and that kind of thing would typically require going in front of a judge presenting evidence so under the terms of the emergencies act you've got these extraordinary powers by banks and financial institutions to seize these bank accounts freeze these assets and, and to do it immediately Right, and to be protected from any liability for doing yeah. it too. Like, let's say they freeze the bank account of the wrong person. Maybe they freeze the account of someone who yeah. doesn't have anything to do with it, and they miss a mortgage payment. Well, they can't be sued for that because the government is shielding them from from any civic liability. That's so right. Banks can't be sued. So it's an extraordinary measure. Now, on that point, here is Christia Freeland, the federal finance minister, uh, talking about these powers. Have a listen to this. If your truck is being used in these protests your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. The consequences are real and they will bite. It is time for you to go home. And let me also be clear that we will have zero tolerance for the establishment of new blockades or occupations. Okay, Christian Freeland there, the finance minister. So, so certainly talking tough. Mm-hmm. The police are surging their numbers on the streets of Ottawa. When does, more, it's, it's difficult to pre- precisely predict, though, what's going to happen here. No no idea. I mean, Ottawa is a different uh, different situation than the Ambassador Bridge was. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's been more entrenched. It's greater in number. These are large trucks. But as more evidence comes out, the Guardian newspaper in London today has a story out about how this evidence that this convoy had been infiltrated and taken over by far-right extremists and white supremacists, as that stuff starts to percolate, it's harder and harder for any political party or anyone to defend that convoy. Okay, the Conservatives calling it overreach. They say it's a power grab by Trudeau, and it was interesting to listen to to the uh, Candace Bergen, the Conservative leader this morning, point a finger over at Jagmeet Singh the NDP mm-hmm. leader, saying that he should think about the judgment of history before he decides to support Trudeau on this emergencies act. Well, the, Let's listen to Singh here oh, first, yeah, and yeah. I'll get your thoughts. So this is Jagmeet Singh here. The goal of this convoy, posted brazenly on their website, reiterated as recently as earlier this week in a press conference, was to overthrow a democratically elected government. That was their goal. So... The leader, the interim leader of the Conservative Party says, we have heard you, we will keep standing up for you. Okay, your thoughts? Well, Jagmeet Singh and Trudeau are on the side of public opinion, whether you, know, whether you like it or not. I mean, this, this group is increasingly, the evidence is increasingly showing they're extremist, far-right-wing, white supremacist leaders and organizers. And in terms of history judging, I think history will judge against that. Rather than for it. Okay, let's. Uh, I'm sure we'll get lots of calls on this when we open the phone lines. Real quickly, let me ask you about what's happening here closer to home today. And there is a, a financial plan being rolled out by the BC government. Was this a, re- a recovery plan? Not so much a recovery plan. It's because we're all we're basically recovering already in yeah. in the pandemic. I mean, economic growth is is chugging along. Empl- employment levels are very high. 
Uh, Robbie Kalon, the Jobs and Investment Minister, Premier John Horgan, 11 o'clock news conference uh, with an economic plan that is going to uh, address a number of things that were exposed, I'm told, by the heat dome, the wildfires, the floods, the dramatic weather change. It just exposed a number of shortcomings in, in the economy, uh, weak areas, and that's going to be addressed at, at 11 o'clock along with, uh, I think, some generally broad plan going forward a number of years. It's not the budget. The budget is next week. That's more detailed, line by line. Yeah. That's not what we're getting at 11. I think this is more thematic and more planning than a budget. All right, Keith Baldry is my guest. The phone lines are open, 604-280-9898, star 9898 in your cell. Alex in Nanaimo. Hi, Alex. Go ahead. Hey there, Mike. Um, as far as the Emergencies Measures Act is concerned, I would have much rather see the military go in, and I should tell you two reasons why. One is that it shows how far out of control that the government's allowed this to get in the first place, and two, it's always been the authoritarian government way to use a much more silent process of removing any sort of political obfuscation. So it's much easier to just go through, freeze somebody's bank account without any, you know, oversight, without any due process, and completely remove that person's ability to go back to a normal life. Whereas if you send in the military, yes, it may look a lot more confrontational, but you still give those people choices because they have a chance to leave okay. after that. You know, you say 24 hours, you got to go. Otherwise, okay. the military is coming in to remove you. Thanks they for the call. Th thanks for the call. Keith. Well, we may still get to a military intervention. You know, Trudeau doesn't want I don't think he wants to deploy uh, the military no, against Canadians uh, on the streets of the optically, capital. Typically, that's not a good yeah. uh, it's not a good look. So I actually think the bank account um maneuvering here is is really interesting this was has never really been done before and it's a uh, and again when you throw in the cryptocurrency aspect which is favored by the alt-right uh it, it takes on a, even a, a different well game. i wonder if this ends up in a court battle though if, if people you know if there's a constitutional challenge to the to well, the, if, the bank seizure like is that unreasonable search and seizure yeah but if but, the streets are cleared and we get into a court thing i don't think anybody really yeah. cares at the end of the day as yeah. long as the streets are cleared daryl and coquitlam hi daryl go ahead yeah, I, I think that, uh, like your previous caller, I, I support the government. I support what they're doing. There's a lot of very, very uh, strong right-wing factions from the United States, uh, people who support Donald Trump, anarchists who attacked the Capitol. Just this week, the My Pillow guy, uh, Lin Lindon, I think, was yeah. turned back at the Canadian border with a semi-load of pillows and Bibles on his way to Ottawa. Another one of his semis was turned back. You're getting a lot of foreign interference, especially from the far right wing of the United States. Mm -hmm. And seizing the bank accounts, I just want to point out that uh, the banks are indemnified by the federal government against lawsuits because they're using the yeah. Emergency Act. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I still think what happened at Coots, the discovery of all those weapons and those th individuals now charged with conspiracy to kill police officers is extremely troubling. And yeah. for the people just to sort of cast off, oh, that's just a couple of bad apples. No, it's not. I mean, there this has been taken over by, and the caller is absolutely right, there's a far-right, alt-right agenda here, and uh, I think Canadians just don't buy into that. Well, you should listen to a couple of Pat King's videos. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he's one of the leaders of the blockade in Ottawa, and he's got a lot of stuff about, you know, race wars that are looming in the, on this the planet not, to replace the Anglo-Saxon race. This is not about vaccinations. These are white supremacists. Jim and Langley. Hi, Jim. Yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Vaughn. This is an alt-right movement now. This stopped being a uh, protest 
before that convoy even arrived in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. They started out in BC and they were talking about it was against the mandates for the truckers getting vaccinated, but it quickly began to morph into uh, them posting uh, extremist stuff on their on their uh, Twitter accounts and their social media. Mm-hmm. This is something that is very serious that Canadians need to take very seriously. I'm not a fan of, of uh, Trudeau. I think that uh, the Liberal Party should be looking for a new leader, um, just like the Conservative Party did. But the Conservative Party, they are back in the wrong horse, and I don't understand what's going on inside of that party right now. But they are moving further and further right. They will not okay, form okay. a government in this country. Thanks for the call. No, very good points. I think Candace Bergen is displaying sort of the the nervousness in the Conservative Party. She's trying to tell the on one hand she's telling the convoy to get lost and go home, and then she's also doing her opposition role, which is to oppose the government, to criticize the government. That's what she's doing. But her members of her caucus are all over the map. You got Pierre Polyev now is still much more uh, attached to this than than other members of his party. So that party's got a lot of challenges ahead of it. Well, but the Liberals also are... T- Justin Trudeau's taking a beating with the public as well. I mean, poll after poll is showing no one's winning this thing. Yeah, Politicians are not winning this thing, and neither is the Congress. Well, the primary demand from the Conservatives right now is a plan to drop restrictions and mandates and lead the country out of this pandemic and re- remove the restrictions, like a lot of other countries are doing, which I think is... Re- reasonable to ask the government for some sort of plan to do that do you not agree well yeah but uh, and the government's given a plan I mean, even in bc i mean we have a what's plan. the plan the what's plan- the what's the government what's the federal government's plan the federal government plan is is evolving i mean they dropped the pcr testing but again it's not the federal government it's public health driving this and yeah. that is the difference between what the conservatives the, are the other the other thing the is conservatives are advocating with Jason Kenney and Scott Moore they've they've attached a political lens to this rather than a public health lens the other thing i would say is that you know i mean there's like a witch's brew of of people involved in this stuff i mean there's qAnon stuff there's oh, yeah. there's kind of cra- there's there's yeah. wacky conspiracy stuff there's there's religious extremism but there are also some normal people who are just saying, uh, you know, no, well, they're, wait a minute, wait a minute, because global they're dr- news, no, they're drowned out by the. By I know, the well, okay, they may be drowned out, but I'm saying global news has interviewed some people who are yeah. who sound quite rational. Like I lost my job and I'm not happy but about they're, it. But they're they're a tiny minority. Ninety two percent of the public is vaccinated. Ninety two percent. We're talking a tiny minority right now in the front lawn of the legislature. We just went out there again. The daily. 18 people are out there. It's the yeah. same people every day. Let's go to Jim and Langley. Hey, Jim, we got a minute left here. Go ahead. Jim, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Let's go to John in Richmond. Hi, John. Go ahead. All right, guys, get serious. Uh, white supremacy and stuff. I want one question that. How much money are you getting from the Liberal government? Your, 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 um, Zero. And Zero. Company? Zero. No, no, you are. No, newspapers they- are. Newspapers, newspapers get a fund, but uh, broadcast media does not. Go back to your conspiracy theory. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay, but you know the, the truth. This is you, fre- you hear frequently about um, how the Trudeau government has propped up. Uh, is it is it mostly it's, newspapers? It's all newspapers. Media? It's yeah. all newspapers. Not uh, yeah. not broadcasting. In fact, the Liberal government, as the Conservative government, does pay one broadcaster. That's the CBC. Yeah. Uh, to the detriment of other private broadcasters such as us. Keith, thanks a lot.